Yes, Patrice, is this you? Yes, this is me. Ah! Am I saying that right, Patrice? Yes, that's how you say it, yes. All right, all right. Well, my name is Toonie J, and you already know that, but hey, guys, this is Toonie J with Moms Who Child Care Podcast, and so I'm on here with Catrice, and so Catrice, tell them where you're from, and um, I'll just tell them a little about yourself and um, your why, and what I say by your why is why you decided to become a part of the child care field, what is your position, and um, just, you know, uh, some of the things that you do, and like I said, just a little bit about yourself, and go. Okay, my name is Catrice. I live in Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in child care for a bit of children my life due to my grandmother being a teacher. Oh, my, mom, my mom's in the school system. My aunts and a lot of the extended family that I have all work with children in some way, shape, or form. Um, I've been around kids basically all of my life. Um, in the beginning, I didn't really want to be a teacher because, of course, I'm around children. I'm like, I'm around kids all the time. No, let me do something else. And I tried it, and it didn't work. So um, I went back to working with children. Um, When I graduated from undergrad, um, I had to get a job right away. So I got a job at a local corporate child care center here in um, Baltimore that was um, affiliated with the federal government. So okay. I took care of children inside a federal building. Um, and I was there for maybe six and a half years, so to speak. Okay. Um, I started off working with infants and then I moved to the toddler room. Then I went to the, t- the two-year-old classroom for a little while. And then I, towards the end of me working there, I was given my own classroom, um, which was early preschool. So those kids were like two and a half. Um, they weren't ready to go in the back with the older kids, but they were too old to, to too old to be in the class with the two year olds. So okay. just getting them ready to work with the older kids. Um, I just love working with kids and starting off with, I guess, just molding them. You know, you get them little and you're kind of like helping them to grow into, the, you know, the young adults or, or adults that they um, could be. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That is awesome. Okay, so um, now with all that's going on with the um, virus and things like that, are you uh, are you all still open and how are you all handling um, this change? So, like I said, I was at the other center from the year I graduated college until mm-hmm. last June. And then for reasons and things that were happening, um, I left and now I'm working somewhere else. Um, so the my former assistant director... She works at, it's called, well, they have them all over the United States. They're called JCCs, which are Jewish community centers. So okay. within the Jewish community center, there's an early learning center. So that's where I work now. Awesome. Awesome. And we've been closed since uh, the last day I went to work was on my birthday, which was March the 13th. And we've been closed ever since. So um, they... Once the governor decided to put the state of emer- not state of emergency, but he put the social distancing things into effect, we were going to be closed anyway, at least for a week. Okay. But when that happened, and like I said, the work where I work at, it's a very, it's a Jewish community, so you know it's kind of like it's a lot of people coming in and out of the center. 
We have mm-hmm. and we had sickness flowing through the center anyway. So they just shut us down and been shut down ever since. And I'm used to babies crying on a nonstop basis and seeing the babies that I work with every day. And now that we have been closed since March the 13th, pretty much, the only way I get to see our babies is we do little virtual play dates. And that's, oh, that's, that's awesome. So their parents, we, you know, we'll let the, we use an app called um, um, Story Park. So we went on Story Park and let the parents know. We give them activities because most of these parents, you got to realize, they are used to working and uh-huh. they normally just have their kids at night or they have them on the weekends. They don't have them Monday through Friday during the daytime. We have their kids. So yeah. now they're used to seeing what we have to, you know, what we go through, you know, them crying or upset or they want something. And, you know, a lot of the kids that we had, like I said, the youngest baby that we had was three months. And the oldest yeah. baby we had was, he was nine, nine and a half months now. He turns one next month. So now he's crawling, he's getting into everything. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to see their faces. And some of them are looking like, they look at you like, okay, I know her. Why can't I get her? You know, yeah, right. You know, right. So cute. At least get to see them and see how they're doing. And their parents are like, you know, thank you so much for what you do. Because now I see what's going on. Like what you have to deal with on a daily basis. Definitely. Definitely. And I, what I love about this, you know, they could be using but they're still working to um, help the parents and help the children. And so, like, I just tell all people, like, if this doesn't show you all that you should appreciate your teachers, I don't know what will. So, I, you know, I just want to thank you and thank all your uh, your staff for just uh, continuing to work with the parents and continue to work with the children. And, um, I mean, that's amazing. That shows dedication and it shows true heart. Um, and a lot of people don't see that or, the, you know, people are quick to talk about teachers and da, 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 and, you know, and they don't realize that you guys are really sacrificing your lives to, you know, um, and your time to dedicate even when you don't have to for these kids. You know, you see teachers driving around the neighborhoods to love on the kids at a distance with poster boards and all that. That is heart. That's heart. And you know, yes. I just love that. And so, um, okay. So here's my next question. So, um, uh, what advice would you give someone who wants to come into childcare who may be new to it? You know, uh, what um, advice would you give them to, um, you know, get them on their way? Advice I would give them is they have to have, you know, love for the kids or, you know, be around kids in general. Because I've worked with people who got into childcare, but they didn't really love it and they didn't want to be they weren't passionate about it mm-hmm. pretty much yeah and you can tell by the way they would yeah. interact with the children or yeah. treat the children and I'm like if this is not what you're passionate about and you're just coming into it for monetary reasons and you shouldn't mm-hmm. shouldn't you shouldn't do it. you shouldn't do it because I've seen it where I used to work at where that's exactly what happened Somebody just needed a job and they just needed some money and I could just tell like this is not what they were passionate about about or they were trying to get the kids to do things and the kids wouldn't do it because kids can sense they most of the kids i work with they sense off of your energy mm-hmm. if they feel like your energy is off or they feel like you know you're not there for the right reasons kids are very smart they're not 
dumb. They know what's going on. They can realize it. Yeah. Even with even with infants and babies, they know what's going on. They kind of can read who, you know, so it's kind of like if you're not passionate about this, then don't come into it. But if you are passionate that, you know, even if it's in like the college aspects, try to volunteer somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or, um, like I said, when I was in college, you had to do practicums and things like that. So, you know, I did practicums where I went into the local school system and worked with kids. Or if the university had a a, a nursery school, or the university had a, a daycare, mm-hmm. you know, I did that. And then, of course, me coming into where I'm working now, it's a Jewish-based early learning center. So there's a whole lot of different protocols and things that you do that you would normally do at a normal, normally early learning center that you do differently mm-hmm. at a, you know, a Jewish learning center. But it's you're still taking care of children, you know, regardless of their religious background or not. Okay, okay. Okay, um, now we, uh, I was discussing a reading, um, a reading topic, and on this topic, I was talking about, you know, the app Epic, and um, books, which like an animated uh, mm-hmm. um, app that allows you to bring the uh, book to life, and so um, I have three questions, and so if you don't mind answering, I'm going to ask you the three questions, and then um, you can, uh, you know, let me know what you think, let me know your opinion, and so uh, pretty much what I'm asking is, has reading become less of a thing in school in child care and and it could be you know elementary as well um but i, I know we're talking about child care right now so has reading become less of a thing um within child care um, i see more people using the apps um to read to the children even at home so i mean it could be a home aspect or however you want to do it but do you think reading is becoming less of a thing uh, with children today Yes, I can see that it is becoming less of a thing. I can do the aspect of both um, childcare and school. I don't have any biological children of my own, but um, I have godchildren and a nephew. So I can see where I work at now. We have books. We don't use apps. We read, you know, whatever books that are provided to us, or sometimes the parents will donate books. So we like back in the teacher's lounge, we have like, Two or three. We have a two shelf unit full of books for different Jewish holidays, different events, mm-hmm. whatever. And then it's it's cataloged by age, like infant and toddler, uh, twos, threes, fours, five. It's so there's a you know we read books. I we start them off young in the classroom that I work in. Like I said, I'm the assistant. So me and my coworker we work together. And we read the books. The children might look all over the place and they might not, you know, but we know that the babies, you know, we're getting them started. So once they get older, mm-hmm. you know, they can understand. I like reading yeah. a book. The, the whole app and, and all of this, I, I, I understand it's technology and everything, but I'm old school. I like reading, a, a sitting down and reading yeah. a book. Okay. And with my godson, he's nine and um, he had some you know, some health challenges. um, And, you know, he has special needs. So he's not in the grade level that he's supposed to be in. And they have this thing here that they use with the distance learning. And it's called Raz Kids. And it's, he has to go on and listen to the book. And then he has to answer some questions at the end. And with the ADHD that he has, he, it's hard for him to focus. He's kind of like, well, can't you just read it to me? I said, well, the computer's reading it for you. So it's kind of like, 
I'll just say, you know what, and we'll just get a, a book and just read it that way because yes, okay. the technology and it's it's I don't understand it, but that's just what the happen nowadays. I don't. Okay, okay. So my next question, but I like I like how you. Um, I've had some people show the side that okay, maybe it's not too good for the class, but um, I like how you explained it where it can be helpful because, like I said, your um, your nephew it reads to him and you know he's a lot able to do the quizzes, so it could be helpful for him, you know, uh, because everyone's situation is different. So I get it. Um, like I said, I, I love the apps now. Don't get me wrong, I love it because they actually have some like some of the the classic books on there, like. Um, let's see chrysanthemum and all that like that's the book right. that I grew up on so I love that because my daughter can read things that I thought was like so amazing as a kid and um you know like the Miss Nelson books and all that so um which I thought was cute um okay so my next question is are reading apps causing too much screen time it can um because like I said even though I was born I grew up even though I was born in the 80s I grew up in the 90s, and that was back when you go outside and play. After you get your work done, you go outside and play. You watch TV, but you didn't, like, watch a lot of it. And it's kind of like now in this day and age, it's like put your child in front of a TV. The TV screen is basically helping take care of your kid. Mm -hmm. And like I said, with the kids being out because of the corona and um, I see, especially with the kids, I work in the child care. Cause like I said, when I first got there, I was in the three-year-old classroom. Mm-hmm. So those, you know, those are kids that are getting ready to start school, whether they start pre-K or their parents wait a year and start them in kindergarten. And it's kind of like they in front of the TV, mm-hmm. phone, iPad, tablet, whatever it is, the parents will put them on the couch, put a tablet in front of yep. them. And that's what they let them do. Yep. And I'm kind of like, like I'd have my phone in my pocket and one of the little kids came up to me and she was like, oh, Miss, oh, Miss Catrice, you know, yeah, I see you got an Instagram because my mommy has one too. And I'm like, what does this three-year-old child know about Instagram? And I'm like, huh? (laughs) I'm like, you should be, you know, outside running around playing or, you know, something and I'm kind of like I'm just like you what about a book what about taking them out to go on a a trip somewhere you know whether it's to the aquarium or the zoo or whatever they'll be like oh we saw the aquarium on tv or mommy put on animal planet and that's how we watched or learned about animals Mm -hmm. I said I said no 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 that's what I said I do it with with my nephew with my godson he's like I said he's nine and you know, when he had field trips when he was younger, I would make sure because his mom worked a lot. So I'd make sure he'd go on the trip, even if I can't go. Um, my mother works at the school that he goes to. So she would go on the field trips with him. I said, this is what a shark looks like. This is what it looks like on TV. This is what it looks like in, in person. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you know, it's kind of like the parents are just letting technology do everything. And I'm kind of like, you need to you know, before the corona happened, take them somewhere, take them to the beach, take them, like, show them different things. Like, you could, you could talk about it too, until you're blue in the face, but until they actually see yeah, what yeah. it is, like, I talked to, like, uh, that, like, they did history of school with him, and he was like, okay, what's Fort McHenry? And, you know, and I'm like, this is what Fort McHenry is. Like, he saw a picture, 
So I said, you know what? I took him to the real thing. And he said, oh, this is what it looks like. I didn't know this is what it looked like. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you got to take the kids and show them different oh, yeah. things. So it's kind of like you need to do, you can still put the TV in front of them, but also give them, you know, outside experiences as well. Yes. And I, and I say, even to those who maybe can't afford to do a lot of things, you know, save towards it, you know, make it as a reward, you know, something that you guys do together, a challenge. Okay. We're going to say, we're going to put this many coins in, however you have to do it to, um, you know, motivate your child to get out and learn and experience those things, you know, um, I get it. Everybody, you know, I don't even have it like that. Everybody don't have it like that. But oh, no. you know, if you put the effort in to make it happen, it it teaches your kids so much. It motivates them to work hard. Oh, my parents are making hard, working hard, so I can go to this museum or to this zoo or right. you know realize, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. It, every little bit counts, and so you know it is. They need to see that in real life. If you take them to the King Center, we have the King Center down here in Georgia. If you take them to the King Center, they need to learn those things because it it's a part of their history. It's part it's a part of the the foundation of them. So um, right, like I, like I told him, I give him an incentives mm-hmm. so it's kind of like hey back growing up like i said right side so I, I live in like i said i'm in baltimore dc is like 45 minutes to an hour away i said have you ever been to the smithsonian museum there's multiple smithsonians you know mm-hmm. i said he said what is that he didn't know what it was oh my and i said okay this is what we're gonna do you do x y and z in school okay and your teacher comes back and tells me x y and z then maybe during the summertime, you know, I'll talk to your mom, see if mom, I can get you for a weekend or something like that, and we'll go to D.C. I said, you'll go to the Smithsonian. I'll take you to the African-American Smithsonian Museum. Um, you know, there's multiple things. He knows about the different monuments. He's just never seen them mm-hmm. up close and personal. The big Martin Luther King Jr. Um, Memorial oh, Monument yes. in D.C., um, He's never been to the African American Smithsonian. He's never been to the Air and Space Museum. You know, it's you know, it's certain things. He's he's never seen the White House. So it's kind of like, if you give those kids the incentive, they'll work for it. Mm-hmm. Like I tell them, I said, I'm not going to give you everything. I'm not going to hand you everything. Yes, I may help when your mother falls off because she's working trying to take care of you and your little sister and your little brother. But you have to earn it. I'm just not going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give it to you. You have to earn it. And he's starting to realize that now as he gets older, he's kind of like, okay, all right. She's just not going to give it to me. When you were younger, I had to help because you you couldn't send for yourself. But you're going on 10. You got, I got to get you to understand that not everything's going to be given to you. You have to earn it. When you want to earn incentives in school, you, you do what you have to do. That's right. So that's what. So. And, and what you're showing is, like I was saying in one of my last podcasts, that it takes a village. And, and now... We really got to bring that back, that that village mindset. We got to bring that back. It takes a village because, you know, what the parents can't do, you know, yeah, somebody should step up. You know, it ain't about, oh, I did this for you, so you owe me. It's, here's these children. They need help. Let's, you know, let's help. If I can do it and they can't, oh, I'm going to help them. That's how I am with my niece and my nephew. You know, whatever they, whatever they can't do, um, I will definitely step up and help. Help, help my brother, help my sister, you know, help, you know, whoever I need to help. Cousin, no matter who it is, if it's family to me in my eyes and I see they need help and their children need help, I'm going to step up and help. 
you know we can't you know sometimes we get in that mindset of uh oh i did this for you so many to this many times you know what i'm saying now it's time for you you know yeah you don't want to cripple anybody but like i said at the end of the day it's about the children so right um, that's it, what i think yeah like i said my, my my god children and their little brother which is my nephew their mom and i we went to high school together so we're not blood but that doesn't mean anything. Mm. Extended families, extended. You have family that's, that's not right. your blood that you love just as much as if they had the same blood that you have. And when she had my godson at 21, you obviously knew that she wasn't ready mm. to have a baby at that age. Mm-hmm. And I was there when, you know, things was going on and he was just acting out and she didn't understand what was going on. And at, at the age, she was, when she found out, she was kind of like, oh, nothing's wrong with him. But as time has went on, she started to realize like, hey, you know, I said, I told her, I said, you were there financially, uh, physically. I said, but he needed you emotionally and emotionally you were trying to just do what you needed to do. So every time that you had a kid, I said this, even though me and you might butt heads and I want to say, you know what, let me stop doing stuff for her and let her figure it out on her own. I can't do that because of the kids. I can't kids fall because of you so like I told I said I love you but I'm gonna make sure your kids are straight I can't let godchildren and my nephew fall by the wayside because or whatever so as long as the kids are straight that's good making sure school supplies whatever they may need whatever whatever so on and so forth the kids I make sure the kids are good you know I don't want them to suffer because of whatever's going that's good that's good right there yeah, that, that, that's definitely good right there. You know, I, I wish we had more people who think like that, you know. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to look past, you know, the adults, you know, it, it's the, because there's a lot of hurting kids out here. That You know, um, a lot of times I see people, you know, praying for the kids who are in abusive homes, you know, with this virus going on. A, a lot of the kids who don't, you know, may may not have food and can't get to the, the delivery locations of where the food is and, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, it, it does. It takes a village. And like I said, I, I appreciate these teachers and, and you all. I appreciate these teachers doing the Zooms and doing the, the drive-bys to drive by and encourage the kids. And, you know, because you never know how much that means to them. You never know yeah. just the fact that you thought about them enough to drive past their house and wave or, you know, have a poster or, give them a birthday cake or a birthday party outside um you know one thing that i love is my, my church recently they uh for easter they came and uh did a, a you got eggs and they put a little poster in our yard that says you got eggs and they put eggs in our yard and my kids opened the door uh, after they left and saw the easter eggs and were able to do an egg hunt you know those little things matter right. to these kids because these kids are in the house so much now with this whole virus thing that they're it's hurting their mind. They're like, oh my gosh, I need to get out of the house. So, you know, this is awesome to see you guys, you teachers, really dedicating your heart and your time when you don't have to. You know, like I said, this could be a vacation to, for you all, but you are still taking the time to uh, check on the kids, see how you're doing. Uh, my daughter's teacher has uh, text us, email us, see how we're doing. So, I mean, those are the things that show that you guys are amazing. And so, like I said, teacher appreciation, even though we ain't at school, teacher appreciation, you guys should be loved on because you guys are going above yeah. and beyond. So um, I just thank you. Um, that's actually all I have um, right now. That's actually all I have uh, as far as the questions and all that. But I thank you for coming on and just um, talking with me and just sharing your input. This is amazing. I, I'm loving it. I'm loving just what, what I'm 
I'm able to who I'm able to connect with. I'm sorry. I'm I'm loving. I'm able to connect with some amazing teachers and uh, amazing directors and just get you guys input on what's going on because um, people need to hear this. People need to hear this um, this, this uh, community this conversation. You know, they need to see. You know, there are teachers that are really going above and beyond. So. Um, once again, I thank you for coming on all the way from Baltimore, Miss Katrice. Uh, yes. Assistant teacher, um, thank you to your staff, to the school, to the whole Baltimore for what you guys are doing up there because it matters and we appreciate you all. So, all right, everybody, this is Tanita J on Moms Who Child Care Podcast, and we will see you guys later. Katrice, once again, thank you again. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye.